Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments International and ahamomentsworld.com. Tune in for the next hour and learn to trust your AHA Moments to lead the way to live a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari, and happy Tuesday. We are back. I had to take a few weeks off. I apologize. Uh, I've just hit my wall. I, <laughs> I was, We're in the tail end of finishing up the book with the publisher, and today, just a few hours ago, it went to press. So that's it. No more editing, no more rewrite, no, no nothing <laughs> other than promoting and talking about it and interviewing about it and doing signings when it comes out. And so the big day um, that it will hit stores worldwide is on January 16th. And um, so I'm excited about that. I'm a little, everyone's like, aren't you excited and tingly? Somebody said on Facebook, aren't you tingly all the time? I'm like, uh, maybe like bleary-eyed and numb. <laughs> but I guess the tingly thing will happen when I saw out from the numbness of just all the work. Um because my publisher is in Europe, so I had to, you know, I was on the phone with them at like 2 o'clock in the morning and 6 o'clock in the morning because they're 12 hours apart from, you know, California time. So it was really, it's really a a, a very, very big thing to, to push a book out, um, especially with a publisher who I have, I'm lucky to have brilliant publisher. I mean, they're phenomenal, don't get me wrong. But it's a lot of work for all of us. It's a huge team. And um, so that was, a, that was an interesting process. And, um you know, some fun, some not fun contribution to the world and, you know, something that will live way, hopefully way beyond my lifetime. And I'm I'm excited that that's going out. So that was a big piece of it. I also moved, I'm still in La Jolla, but I also moved in the middle of all of that. So I apologize for not being on the air. We just, it just finally like, you know, like all the dominoes started to fall. And, um, so we took some time off, but we are back now. It's all about all of you. And uh, we have lots going on today. I know that one of the big things that I did manage to do was get a survey out to our global community. And if you're not a part of our uh, AHA Moments World global community, I uh, invite you to become a part of that. Uh, You can still go to our, I'm going to say old website at ahamomentsworld.com. In a couple of weeks, we will have a new website up. Actually, um, I shouldn't say a couple of weeks. We're working. Uh, it's a it's a it's a totally different type of site, much bigger. So we're working on that now. So we're going to have a transition where our entire platform is shifting to a whole new direction as we get closer to the end of the year and into the new year with the new book. So you're going to see a lot of uh, really fun changes. But we did get a survey out to all of you. So uh, you uh, many of you have participated in you know making these changes come about, and I thank you. And I really really am, um, it helps me so much when you're interactive with me, when you're talking to me, letting me know how you feel. Thank you for the ones of you who wrote me emails or were talking to me during coaching sessions or reading and saying, where's the show? I missed the show. I love the show. 
wait for you to bring the show back because, you know, when you're working on um, the Internet, and a lot of times you're just in your house, you know, I got the cats, <laughs> and, you know, and if I don't hear from you, I don't really know what's happening. It's not like if you were in a hotel room, you know, and there's 17, you know, there's thousands of you in the hotel room, and you're looking looking from a stage, you can see people's reactions, and whether they're running out the door, or, or whether they're giving you a standing ovation, like, you know, you can see reactions, right? It really helps me if you let me know what you like and what you don't like, you know, sometimes that happens too. So anyway, we did this big survey, um, had hundreds and hundreds of you reply, and that just helped me uh, get so much insight. And three topics that came up that were like the most of the, that had the highest rankings for you were learning to trust your intuition, uh, self-love, and understanding more about self-love, and energy healing. So... Um, the first two we're going to tackle. We're going to put energy healing on the back burner for a little bit just because that's not my area of expertise, but I'm putting together a team of experts on that, um, you know, who are really off the charts on that. So we're going to do that probably towards the beginning of the year. But the first two are really, really important because the self-healing and the energy healing are very reliant on your ability to be fluent in your intuition and to have a very strong sense of love for yourself. So um, as I, you know, the intuition part is covered in the book. The book is called The Aha Factor, How to Use Your Intuition to Get What You Desire and Deserve. And it's 255, 45 pages of how to do that. So we will be doing a whole training course in that. We have online, um, a huge a self-paced study course, and we'll have some mastermind groups and retreats and all kinds of stuff. So all that's going to be handled. But as I looked at the content for how to trust your intuition and, and all of that, and as I you know, sifted through, I realized that when I really look at like what keeps you from actually being able to trust your intuition, it's not like it's a new topic. And you know, when I really drilled down and drilled down and drilled down, it all came. I talked to the guys about it, too. I actually channeled about it. It all comes down, your ability to be intuitive, to have that reliable voice is 100% in, um, related to how high your level of self-love is. And I'll tell you why. Self-love is based on your willingness to hear and uh, participate with your own personal inner voice. I call it the inner voice of kindness. And we'll get into the different voices that are part of the, quote, self-love package of voices because we have lots of voices in our head. But that inner voice, that's you, that is in alignment with your physical world, I'm not talking about, you know, talking to energies or channeling or telepathy or anything like that. I'm just talking about you speaking to you in your physical body, in your physical waking world, okay? That inner voice, if you can't hear it or if it's been hijacked by the voice of someone else, your inner critic, harsh parent, you know, the, the judgment person or, you know, all these different things, if if it's been hijacked and that's all you're hearing, you can't interact with you. You can't hear your own requests. You can't honor your own requests. And 
your intuition gets lost in the shuffle because your intuition is yet another voice, right? So if you're dishonoring of your own voice, trusting the intuition is going to come really hard, especially if you're marching to the voice of your inner judger, your inner critic, and all those things, okay? So as I was thinking about, well, what do we do in the meantime? Because the book comes out in January. We're going to be talking about all that first quarter next year, like, you know, to the high heavens. What do we do in September and October, November, December? Like, what do we do in the fall? And I heard over and over again, we want you to cover self-love. Because if we can, as a community, make a commitment to dive into this topic, it's the precursor. It's kind of the... uh, you know, prerequisite for the success that we're really wanting to see, you know, as we get into more of the intuitive work. Also, the self-love aspect to your money. I know we did a couple of big money shows. Those were the biggest shows, I think, short of maybe some of the stuff I did with Dane. Those are the biggest shows we've had. Um, Actually, I think some of the numbers were even higher than our numbers with Dane. And that was really astounding to me because you guys are really, you know, really, really frustrated with manifesting and especially the money aspect. Well, you know, I thought about doing a money course right now and I said, the guy said no, because that's still going to drill down to self-love and intuition. And once we have those two things under our belts, then we'll roll in the money course. And, the, and money will start to show up, by the way, as you do these first two, two layers, okay, because these two things are very connected. Money is just about energy flow. And so when you're not loving yourself, you're not listening to yourself. And I know you know, say you're not even liking yourself sometimes, you know. Even if you are, but you have some aspects of you that are off, um, you know, out of balance, you know, I've had some people say, oh, Mari, I love myself. I go to the spa. I take care of myself. I eat well. You know, I speak up for myself, but I don't have any money. I just need money. That's, there's, there's something in there that's, not, that's disconnected. There's a spark plug that's out of place. So it doesn't mean that you dump the whole category and think, oh, I'm good, check. Self-love is an ongoing project. And that's why actually this whole program that we're starting to talk about tonight is called the Self-Love Project. You know, the AHA, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to call it the AHA self-love project um, because there's going to be a lot of AHA moments as we go through this work over the coming weeks, you know. So anyway, um, I just want to get to some announcements and then I want to start this conversation. I'm inviting you to participate in this conversation. You're going to be able to call in 347 215 We will do, you know, we'll add in some readings in there too. But I would really like to know your take on the topic, you know. And um, one of the things that's been happening, let me just do that quick announcement and I'll get back to self-love as far as the the topic and our teaching for tonight. But um, we are beefing up all of our social media. So I have a new page, a public figure page. Whoa, this is a little daunting writing that. But I've outgrown my friend page, and I, you know, I'm. If you guys are my friend page, you know I'm like constantly yapping on <laughs> Facebook, and it's not because of business; it's because I love it. I love 
I'm a talker. I love to, you know, talk and chat with people, and I love putting up inspirational things and 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 ha- hopefully help people's day go all off a little bit better. You know, um, every so often I get sucked into a little bit of a political thing. Every so often, but for the most part, I've been finding my P's and Q's and leave that stuff out. And uh, so our new page. I sent it out to you guys in the email, but it was wrong. Gave you the wrong link. It's going to a totally different Mariana. Our new page is uh, facebook.com forward slash Mariana Cooper Show. Okay, so believe it or not, there was other Mariana Coopers and whatever, who knows. M-A-R-I-A-N-A Cooper, C-O-O-P-E-R-S-H. O-W, Mariana Cooper Show. So I ask you to please go there and like that and check back on that page often because Facebook is kind of funky with those pages. Unless you are literally paying to boost posts and to get it out to the entire community that you have liked on the page, you don't get them in your newsfeed necessarily. So check the page often. I know my favorite pages that I like, I go on, I go in every day and just go to the page myself because I know that a lot of times this stuff isn't going to come up in my feed unless they're paying a fortune to boost all the posts. But um, get more as we build the community, that changes a little bit. The more people you have, the more you know stuff gets gets out into the news feed. But I'm just giving you that warning. So um, if you don't see us, make sure you put us in your favorites and all that kind of stuff. And then we also now have an Instagram account. So that's fun for me because I love pictures and everything. And you can see pictures of my cats and, you know, of course, you have to have like the cat pictures and the food, you know, pictures and the flowers and the sunsets and all the who knows what. But I'm gonna figure that all out. But I'm on Instagram, and it's also Mariana M. Cooper. So M A R I A N A, middle initial M. Cooper. Okay, and uh, and then we are also on Pinterest and Twitter. Uh, Twitter is the only one that's going to remain at, at Aha Moments. Everything else is, is my name. And I actually am switching to my full name for the book and everything because one of the things Doreen Virtue had told me way back when, 12 years ago when I studied with her, when I was with her, uh, she said, you know, you really shouldn't call yourself Mari. You really should call yourself your whole name because that's your power center. It's your whole, you know, it, it's like when you truncate your name like that, you actually cut your power in half and so she refused to call me Mari but I just you know I was kind of rebellious and and Mari was just easier for people to pronounce and <laughs> I was tired of people butchering my name but as I kind of go into this new stage and this new phase we decided to go with my full name so you're going to see a lot more of that and if you see my interviews and stuff, they'll be calling me Mariana and you guys can still call me Mari if you like but that's you know, when you see it on the new websites and everything that's who I am so and that's the story behind that. Okay, so um, I'm just looking at my notes here. Oh, two other things, and then we're going to get on to our content and then to some readings. We have angel readings. I'm doing a 15-15-15 sale. I had 15 readings, um, 15% off in 2015. And these are the last like angel readings. I might do some more Akashic readings, but we're going to just kind of, as we get that now into the whole, PR phase of this, my time is getting a little bit less. So um, if you'd like one of those readings, you can go to ahamomentsworld.com forward slash by the sea, by the sea, okay? And that's S-E-A, by the sea. And you can grab one of those last spots. I think we have about four spots left. And um, 
lastly, we have a three-part free video training on the Self-Love Project um, launching. That's going to probably be up in, well, we're going to put an early bird registration up this week. So you'll get the so you'll get like an early notification when the videos are online. So we'll have that that page up at the towards the end of this week, and I will send you an email. You'll if you're on our list, you'll get it um, to sign up to be notified when that free training course is available. So it'll be three, you know, full length classes, but they're all going to be videos. So Sam and I have a lot of producers. We have like I can't tell you how many videos. We're also, by the way, are going to have a, a YouTube channel. Um, starting too. So, so you see how you see how crazy? I can't even get through the beginning of the show with all the stuff that's going on. Okay, so that's the whole to-do list. This is just stuff for you to look forward to. Um, and now let's talk self-love. So there's a ton of questions that came up. I did a mini survey just specifically about self-love once I knew we were going to go in this topic. I mean, I, just because the angels tell me it's the right thing to do doesn't mean that I'm not going to consult with you just to see if they were on the right track. And uh, we got so many responses. I was like, wow, wow. I mean, like, just, I can't even tell you. So, um, and everybody, it was interesting because when we talk about money or we talk about relationships or we talk about even, you know, the intuitive stuff or, you know, the woo-woo stuff that we talk about, people are generally kind of going down the same direction, you know. Uh, they, they kind of, there's a few facets to it, but it's not all over the place. When we talk about self-love, I, it was like, <laughs> it was like, it was just, there was just nothing, it, it was just everywhere. Everybody was everywhere. I don't know what it is. Um, I know what it is and I'm good. I don't need any more self-love. I'm, I'm really good in that area. Uh, I, I I hate myself and I don't know how anybody would ever love me this way. Um, you know, what is it? Is it is it like just going to the spa? Is it the I am that I am? Is it divine love? I don't even care about physical self-love. I don't care about my physical world. I just want to hear about, you know, I am energy. I have had, I, I was amazed at how all over it was. So when you're looking at that from a how do we you know, get our arms around this in some sort of system, Right, so that it's teachable, that it's duplicable. Um, I said, okay, well, I called them the guys and said, what do you want to do with this? So I think you know it's a good topic because nobody's like on the same day. Everybody's kind of all over the place. And he said, okay, well, let's just start at the beginning, okay? And we're and if and you're gonna find if you listen to you know some of these shows and then you participate in our free online course, um, you're gonna start to see. Which part of the train, which car of the train you're getting on, you know, because there's certain people who are going to be on all the way from the engine, there's others who are going to be on at the caboose, you know, <laughs> but you're going to get on whatever part of the train you need to get on. But you need to be on the train because this influences everything. Everything. I was on, um, I made a rare appearance this weekend on the, um, I do this call line on psychicdirectory.com. And uh, people can just spontaneously call call in for readings. They don't have to do, like, the whole waiting list and stuff. And um, one of the girls was talking to me about a boyfriend, and which is I get a lot of boyfriend calls. And she was saying, well, I don't think about him. You know, I don't – no, she says, I think about him all the time. I can't stop talking about him to my friends and analyzing this and that. But I haven't connected with him. I haven't connected with him, you know, and um, – 
and he, you know, but he's not connecting back with me. And I know that if I just stay away, he'll, you know, you know, it's kind of like if you set him free, he'll come back. And I'm like, the only way he's going to come back is if you stop all of the overinvestment in analyzing him and you step back into listening to your own voice, being with you. And, you know, because we have a telepathic connection. And as we were, um, she said, what? What do you mean? And I said, well, you know, we have these different layers of energetic communicating communication abilities. One is intuitive, which is without talking to our higher self. And the other is telepathy, which is speaking to other people energetically, so anybody in a body. And then there's channeling, this is speaking energetically with somebody who's not in a body, an angel, a guide, and this type of thing. And so the telepathy is huge. It's huge. Now, if you want to master things like being able to communicate to your husband when he's on his way home saying, you know, I really, really, really want a frappuccino. Can you pick it up? And I'm sure you've done this kind of thing where, you know, you think of someone and they call you or you think of someone and you know, your husband walks through the door with the, the frappuccino. That's because you literally did have a, a mental conversation, and you know, an energetic conversation with them. That's real. But if you don't know your own voice, how can you harness the power of that? It's not that you're not doing it because it's kind of a natural function like blinking your eyes. But how do you harness the power of these energetic capacities that you have if you're not connected to your own inner voice? Or even if you are connected to your voice, but you're doubting it or you're not believing it because your inner critic is much louder or your your inner judger or, you know, society's voice or the voice of the husband or whatever is louder than your own voice because you don't let that voice come up, okay? So, you know, when I explained this to her, she was like blown away. And she, she said, you know what, I realize how many, I said, how many hours you spend analyzing him and his behavior and his lack of behavior versus listening to you and, you know, doing what makes your heart sing or moving forward on personal projects or, you know, self-care or whatever. And she said, oh, my gosh, you know what? I give him so much energy. And that's what people feel. I'm sure you've felt it where maybe you've had an argument with a friend or, or somebody is obsessing on you and you just feel like every time you think of that person's name or you, you're like, like, why can't I get this person on my head? Oh, my gosh. You just think of them and you just feel heavy and exhausted. And then when that person cuts the cord and doesn't isn't thinking about you anymore and kind of just drops it, you can feel it's palpable. The energy is palpable, right? And a lot of times we try to drudge up those kinds of connections because it keeps us from hearing our own inner voice. So um, the best uh, analogy that I can give you, the first, well, the first thing with self-love is it is multifaceted, okay? So there's there's um, self-love breaks down into, you know, honoring yourself and self-care. Like, But, you know, there's all different self-this and self-that. Um, but there's four core categories, okay? So there's mental, there's physical self-love, which is, you know, what we hear a lot about, you know, go to the spa, take care of yourself, eat well, all that. There's mental self-love. That's like stress management and, you know, keeping yourself organized in that way. There's emotional self-love and there's energetic self-love, okay? So there's four core categories of self-love. And um, each one of those are four legs of a table. You know, each one of those are, those are the leg of a table. 
you need all four to kind of be in some sort of sink in order to hold the table up. And when you're only focused on your physical world, you know, how you look and you're drinking, you're eating your almonds and drinking your fresh juices and whatever you're doing and taking your supplements, that's great. That's great. You're good. You've got a really strong leg there. But are you equally as strong and as focused in your mental self-love, meaning that you kind of organize your world so you take care of those, those you know, organizational things, like, you know, balancing your checkbook and all those institutive things, you know, taking care of uh, your bills and all that stuff that can pile up and just cause confusion. Um, you know, sticking up for yourself in uh, relationships is, is is more of an emotional self-love. You know, do you have emotional boundaries? Do you know how to manage your anger? Do you know how to manage depression? Do you know how to identify it, that you feel this way? Or do you just have numb? Which means that you've kind of collapsed your ability to identify what you're actually feeling, which is a lack of emotional self-love, you know, focus on that. And then there's energetic self-love. So that's like what we are just talking about with understanding energy, understanding how we communicate energetically, understanding how to put up your own energetic boundaries so that you're not being kind of energy vampired and all that type of thing. Now, when you have all four of those in some semblance of sync, I'm not saying they have to be perfect. That's why we call it the self-love project. It's a dynamic process. We're not talking perfection here, okay? But when you... Um, when you when you have these in balance, then what happens is you get flow, okay? Your energy flows because now you're not being completely derailed. And you, you learn how to maintain each one of these areas. Each one of these areas is kind of, you know, like your cable bill or your phone bill. It has to be paid every month. You have to pay attention to it every month. It's not like, okay, yeah, Mari, I worked on self-love and I'm good. So, yeah. I'm good. It's a maintenance thing. So you, there are levels of it. You can get, you know, infinite amount of work you can do in this area um, or focus you can do in this area and keep elevating and elevating and elevating and elevating. And that's when people start talking to you about the I am energy and all of the, you know, that, that real high level divine energy um, that that you ultimately get to. And if you listen to like Wayne Dyer, God rest his soul, um, he talks a lot about, you know, he was kind of, he was at such a, a trajectory of his own self-love and self-worth that he was able to sort of transcend all of the physicality and just really be in the energy of oneness with that big God energy and and really sort of trans, have a very clear experience of, light and being light and all of that kind of stuff. So that's more of the advanced stuff. We're not going to get into that for today. But I just want to give you kind of a the span of this and, what, and and that's why when we're getting from our surveys, we're getting people all over the road because it is a dynamic process and everybody's at a different stage. Okay? So we have our four categories. So I want you to start thinking about that. Just start playing with that emotional. Where, you know, where am I strongest at? Physical, emotional, energetic, and mental self-love. And where am I? You know, where am I not so strong? Where am I kind of falling down? Because you know what? It's just like you put a whole turkey dinner. I've been very obsessed with Thanksgiving because I haven't been home to New Jersey in a year, almost a year and a half. And then I'm like, I'm telling my family start cooking now because I'm coming. So you're going to hear this Thanksgiving analogy. But if you um, 
have a spread of food on a table and, you know, some of the legs are loose, you know, you're going to lose your china and your crystal and your turkey with your stuffing and whatever else. And so you want to make sure that you are kind of creating balance. Sometimes you're going to prop some things up because something else is getting more attention. That's okay. We're not trying to get to a perfect level of self-love or check, I'm good, you know. You will be able to know if this whole thing is working by the way your life is flowing. Is your money flowing? Is your in you know in abundance? Is your are your relationships in a pretty pretty good place? Are you able to express yourself when you need to in a way that you feel good about? Are you able to speak your voice? If you can't, I can tell you, if you can't speak your voice within you. It's really hard to communicate to other people in a way that's going to be receptive to them. And if you find that every time you communicate, people are shutting down on you, cursing you out, having big reactions to you, giving you silent treatment, turning on you and all that, there's something internally that's going on that's creating a churn. The first major act that you can do, because I know you guys like to you know, say, say to me, well, how do I do this? I'm just telling The first major thing you can do is to stop and listen to yourself. And what are you listening for? Well, there's a voice. I, I, we, you know, you hear me talk about the intuitive voice. This is not what I'm talking about in this call, okay? That's, a, that's down the road a little bit. There's a voice, and I call it, as I was channeling about this, and they said, what you're looking for, Mari, is your inner voice of kindness. Your inner voice, the voice that came in with your physical body to express you within, okay? Before we get into the advanced part about talking to your energetic self with your intuitive voice and all these other things, you're talking about your inner voice is the inner voice of kindness, okay? And then we have your inner voice of wisdom, Okay, and that inner voice of wisdom is almost like a scribe. It records what's been going on for you and it lets you remember. It reminds you, hey, you know what? We just heard that call on self-love and right here is where, you know, you might want to apply something you just heard. That inner voice of wisdom. Okay, so we're talking about the inner voice of kindness and you can think of that as the feminine and the inner voice of wisdom. You can think of that as the masculine. Let's just keep it really simple. That's the voice you're looking for. Now, that voice is very likely buried under a whole lot of other voices, <laughs> okay? And here's what happens. You're in a voice of kindness and you're in a voice of wisdom. It actually comes in as a baby. You're born and they are full on, completely what's going on. And you might not be because you don't have language, right? So you come in with two things. You're in a voice of kindness, which is saying, it's giving your needs. It's saying, okay, I need to, these humans, these big people around me need to do what I need. They need to, you know, take care of me and take care of my diaper. If I'm hungry, I've got to express myself. And, and so those two voices kind of say, okay, well, if you smile and crew, she's going to hug you and kiss you and you need affection. If you, um, and if you, if you, if you cry like a banshee, <laughs> you know, she's going to, take you up and put a bottle in your mouth or or breastfeed you or or t- change a diaper, right? 
So you're going to start to communicate. And that inner voice of wisdom is helping you to keep track of what gets what reaction. Okay? The inner voice of kindness is saying, hey, I'm worth it. I deserve it. It's, there's no part of that little kid that's saying, I really need a hug, but I don't know if I'm worthy. I, you know, maybe I'm too fat and he can't get his arms around me. So, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't ask for a hug. That baby's like, hug me. Hug me now. Because, you know, I'm cute and I deserve it and I want a hug, so hug me, okay? I'm going to coo and, you know, make cute faces and look like you so that you want to hug me, you know, all day long. (laughs) Excuse me. So until that baby has some semblance of language, there's also no expectation from his parents, right? You you know, it's just like they dress you up, you know, oh, look at daddy's little baseball player. Oh, look at mommy's little ballerina and princess and all these things. But... They're kind of going with the flow with your inner voice of kindness and your inner voice of wisdom, right? You're recording what's getting them to behave the way you need them to behave, and they're acquiescing to that, right? And we're all good. We're all good. People are snapping little selfies, and we're all doing, you know, we're putting it on Facebook and on you know, YouTube and everything. Oh, we're all good. But the minute you say mama, dada, the game starts to change because now – the parenting starts in that it starts with the overlay of what your values should be, of how you should communicate. You know, first it's like, oh, just say it again. You know, you say dad's at first and mommy gets mad. How could she say dad's at first? But I'm spending all day changing her diaper and she's saying dad's at first. How do you do this? How do you say it? You know, you say, mama, mama, you know, and your parents are starting to try to program you to say what's right for what they want to hear. You know, nobody's being malicious about it. It's natural human beingness, and it's, it's appropriate. It's parenting, right? But what happens is for the next 18 years, your parents start to influence, influence, influence. They're protecting you. They're teaching you the ropes. They're teaching you their values. They're teaching you, you know, whether you should like this race or that race, what political party, you, you know, you know what you want to eat, what, what's, a, what's respectful, what's not respectful, how to be, you know, uh, how to keep yourself safe, how to get smarter, you know, all these different things, whether do we value education, maybe we value art, whatever it is, but you're getting the the downloads from your parents. They're overtaking now the inner voice of kindness and the inner voice of wisdom, and they're saying, this is what kindness is, honey, go hug Aunt Sally. You hate Aunt Sally. You don't want to hug Aunt Sally. Hug her. She's your, give her a hug, not give her a kiss on the cheek. You're like, she's icky. You know, your your inner voice of, of knowing and saying, oh, those ladies, oh, I don't know. But mommy says, I have to hug her and kiss her. So I have to listen to mommy because now we're listening to the inner voice, to the outside voice of authority. And that takes over for 18, 20 years. Actually, it kind of influences you forever, right? But at some point, just like we had a changing of the guard of who we're going to listen to from infancy to parenting, also have a changing of the guard when we go from adult, well, from teenage and young adult into full-on adult taking care of ourselves. What that in the psychological terms, in the mental health world, um, I have a psychology degree and I was in the whole mental health world before I started my business world. What we call that in the mental health world is um, separation individuation where we separate from the voice, the overarching parental voices, and we reconnect with our inner voice, and then we individuate from our parents. It's rare that it goes smoothly (laughs) because 
if it's in a healthy situation, you start to do that in your teenage years, you know, and that's when your parents really panic because now if you make a mistake, they're bigger mistakes and, you know, you can get pregnant and all these things. But as you go into young adulthood, as you go into adulthood, you're separating out, right? And this is why that whole the parent letting go of you when you go away to college is such a big deal, right? Because they're really kind of giving you your reins back. And if that it is in any way obstructed, in most cases it is in some way, the voice of the parent still stays very loud in your head and nobody's really teaching you how to nurture your own inner voice. They're just saying do the right thing. So you go more into a judgment thing and you're judging up against what my parents would have said versus what is my internal voice. So a lot of us don't get to this point of finding this inner voice until we hit the midlife crisis when we have some sort of loss, whether we lose a job, we lose a, you know, a, a significant other, um, sometimes you know, we lose a child, but there's a loss, right? We, we have a health challenge, so we lose our, some of our, our physical freedoms, you know, but there's always that, that sort of inciting incident that drives you back within, okay? People have cancer scares or they go broke or something, you know, something that you're fall from grace. And that drives you back into that inner voice. Actually, it's nature's way of creating balance for you again so that you kind of, they're hoping that, you know, you'll, you'll, that voice will come up, start to communicate with it again and start to lead with it. Okay, so you don't have to create tragedy in your life to find this inner voice. That's one of the reasons why I want to do this program and why we are going to, you know, kind of have this be our uh, precursor focus to the AHA factor when it comes out in January. Because if we can get you kind of really sort of, you know, polished up with this, because uh, I don't want to make the assumption that everybody, you know, many people who don't already know this, but if we can just, you know, get you guys to in the zone and polished up, when we start talking about really the mechanics of intuition and, and being able to trust it, and really being able to discern it and being able to lean into it and really let it participate in your decision-making process and your creative processes and your love, in your relationships and your willingness and ability to receive money, to make money, to come up with ideas for more money and all that kind of stuff. We want all that good stuff to happen. We really need to get you back in the saddle 100%. Okay? To get your inner voice being that primary voice, that inner voice of kindness, holding hands with that inner voice of wisdom. That's your yin and your yang. And when you do that, I'm telling you, all the rest of it starts to flow. The weight starts to drop off because you start to say, you know, today you're really tired. You're just tired. So forcing yourself to go on that elliptical machine is probably not the best idea. Maybe today is the day you go for the massage. On the other hand, that same inner voice of kindness might say, you know, I know you really want this result and it would really be good for you to go on that elliptical machine even though you're a little tired. You see, that inner voice of kindness can be saying both things. But when you're living only from your inner critic or the the crazy personal trainer who's, you know, voice in your head or whatever that's saying no pain, no gain. You should be in pain in order to get a reward. Who's that? Who's that? You should go against what your body is naturally saying. Who's that? But then how do you trust what your body is saying? You know, how do you trust 
what your inner voice of kindness is. You don't even know what that is. Oh, and you might mistake the inner voice of kindness as being weak, right? I know for me, I had a conversation with Sam the other day, and I said, I can't tell you how overwhelmed I am. I look at, I mean, I, in my entire career, I've never had this much work. In my entire, and I've been exactly, I've been, I did the Olympics, I've done all kinds of things. I've never had this much work, especially this much work that's relying on, on me. You know, and it's all my face on everything and my name and, oh, God, you know, it's not like for a big corporation where you're kind of hiding behind it all goes down, it goes down on them, on the whole street, not on you. This is, like, really a big deal. And I, there was, and I and I finally said to him, you know what, I know we thought we were going to get this website out, like, this week. That was my original plan. And I said to him, maybe we should just do a big aha overall overhaul launch in January. And I felt so light. And that was my inner voice of kind of saying, well, why do you need to just, you know, flog yourself through this? This is about joy. This is about expansion. This is about expansion for everybody. So what standard are you holding yourself up to? Like who says that that has to be the standard, that everything has to happen for us? And it doesn't. It doesn't. And that was the inner voice of kind of saying, let's give you some breathing room here. Let's let's prioritize. And it's funny because that next day, which was today, that, you know, we have the book releases and the book goes off to the press and my move is finished and there's some big, huge things off the table. So I could come back and do the radio show in a sense of peace instead of like trying to scramble just because it's an expectation of of me, right? So that's self-love. That's self-love in action. Okay? And what's going to be more attractive abundance-wise? Flogging yourself at all costs? Or saying, you know what, I'm going to present when I'm feeling 100% because then there's more of me to give, right? So um, let me just do a look at two more points. I'm looking at the time. I want to get to some of your calls. Uh, okay, one more thing and then uh, oh, two more things, two quick things. When you're thinking about this, so you'll listen to the podcast and, you know, thank all of you. Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe how many of you listened to this show when we were not on the air. Sam, I didn't even tell you that. I was looking at the numbers. I was like, oh, my God. It was like we were still having a show. Unbelievable. So thank you so much for that. Um, I, <laughs> that, was, that was astounding. But what I want you to um, focus on to give you a, a to-do so you can try this in your own world is I want you to start to think about treating yourself the way you treat some. Like, think of the person that you love the most, whether it's boyfriend, husband, child, you know, your pet, whatever it is, person or being, let's say. And I want you to ask yourself, do I treat myself as well as I treat them? Do I keep my promises to myself the way that I keep my promises to them? Do I honor my own, you know, bodily functions like sleep and eating and all that the way I value for them? And I want you to start to just ask yourself those questions. You can take action on it. We'll get into this, you know, more through the coming weeks. You don't have to do it all at once. But I want you to start noticing. Noticing. Okay? I I was working, I have a new coaching program. I was working on um, private, I didn't even mention this on the show before, but (laughs) we have this 10-week private mentoring program. I have um, some gals who are in the program right now. And it's 10 weeks and we one-on-one and we work for an hour each week and they can you know, email me in between and stuff. And it's very, you know, for my advanced folks. And um, 
And and that's what we've been talking about those first couple of sessions is noticing. Just noticing is honoring yourself. You're taking notice. It's like you finally they see the wallflower in the room. You're like, oh, my gosh, she looks familiar. Oh, hey, wait a second, that's me. Right? Noticing. Noticing. That's what I want you to do this week. All right? So I'm going to stop there. Um, treating yourself the way, finding your voice, noticing, treating the, yourself the way that you treat the person or being that you love the most. And start comparing to how you treat them versus how you treat yourself. And then the last thing I'll say is keeping your promises to yourself. This was huge for me. This is a huge turning point. When I was going through this work you know, on my own before I remotely thinking of teaching anything of, of the sort, one of the ways that I started to really turn my own life around is I started to keep promises to myself. If I said I was going to go for a walk that day, it might be 11 o'clock and I was going out for that walk because I said if I don't start really making a habit of keeping my promises to myself, then I don't trust myself. And self-trust is a real big component of self-love. And as I did that, now I know I keep my promises to myself pretty much, I would say, a good 90% of the time. Sometimes, you know, life happens um, or you get a little down or whatever. Uh, you know, and that's, again, you don't have to be perfect for this stuff to work. But very, very important, keep your promises to yourself. Okay, now normally I would say we're going to take a quick break. However, blog talk, like, obliterated our commercials. <laughs> so we don't have to track in the system. Sam and I noticed that as we were going on the air. So we are going to go to some calls now. So if you want to call in, uh, the number to call in is 347-215-9485. 347-215-9485. If you've been waiting on the line, I thank you. I see some of you have been waiting for a long time. Um, just listen up. Come back from the kitchen or, you know, doing whatever, mute your your life so we can hear you on the air and we're going to go ahead and, and pick up the phone and take your call. Okay, so our first caller is Rose in New Jersey. Hi, Rose. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, you're so welcome. What's your question? I wanted to know what you see for me with regards to work. I'm currently unemployed and looking for work, so do you see any possibilities? What uh, field are you in? Are you in the field of, like, helping people? I don't know why I was just hearing, like, mental health or something. What do you do? No, I'm an executive assistant. Oh, no, that's mental health. (laughs) I mean, you're keeping them completely on point. That makes sense that you're helping people. Um, You know, it feels like, I'm not sure what platform you're looking for a job on, but it feels like there's a platform that's just for that particular profession. Like, you know, like there's like Monster Board and, you know, other things that you can sort of apply for. But I want you to do a search because there's a job on a particular platform that would be more like a hiring agency for executives assistance, you know, that type of thing that has a more specialized version of what you do that's going to give you a lot more money than what you're currently looking at. It feels like they're saying like by October 15th, somewhere between that and November 1st, you'll, you know, you'll really like land where you're actually walking through the door starting work. But the holdup is that you're not thinking big enough with it. So they're saying get a little bit more specialized and stop trying to sort of spread yourself thin across because what's happening is you're diffusing your energy because you're not really excited about it. 
and that excitement is really what's going to draw that energy for you to get the, the right job. So, yes, it feels close, but the only, you know, sort of hiccup is that you're not thinking, like, in a more, you have to start thinking in a more powerful way about it. Okay. So hopefully, hopefully that helps, and thanks for calling in. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Okay, so next we have Mindy in Los Angeles. Hi, Mindy. Hello there. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for calling in. What's your question? Um, I, first of all, I love the topic. Thank you so much for addressing it. It's, it's oh, all you're about so welcome. that self-love. And uh, when I heard you mentioning Wayne Dyer, I thought, okay, I'm going to call in. So thank you for uh, that and directing people there. Um, my question is, I have a possible opportunity in its job uh, in uh-huh. Los Angeles and another one where uh, it's in Northern California. Right. So, And I have a business overseas. So oh, wow. I, be, because um, I don't have the operating capital yet. I just launched that, that business. I'm working towards it, and I still have to find that um, paycheck. But the one in right. California, the the Southern California, may help me in a really big way. So, Well, I'm going to stop question. you here because, yeah, I, I heard loud and clear, as you were saying, L.A., 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 that's what came mm-hmm. like loud, like it was like flashing, like the Hollywood sign, L A L A L A L A, and um, and yeah. So there's, I'm getting the goosebumps all over. I don't know what it is you're doing, but you are about to make you do really, really well, really, oh, really, yeah. really, 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 really well. Like my even my scalp, I'm getting goosebumps even on my hairline. Oh my god, that's where oh. that happens. Um, I would now, you know, it's funny because Wayne Wayne's energy is around you. I don't know if you studied him, um, but wow. I know he has been coming to me, and I know everybody on the call is going to think I'm not, Thank but you. I'm not. Um, he uh-huh. has been. I hear his voice so loud in my, you know, go to this track on my, you know, uh, CD, you know, every, everywhere I turn, he's. It's easy to kind of have him around now because everybody, you know, read is. Reed Tracy is like promoting him every which way from Sunday because of his sure. passing and everything. But he is a really strong guy for you, and his work isn't finished. So he's like one of the things he asked me to do is to keep to just let people know that he's if if you're feeling him, he's there. You know, mm-hmm. and he and when I they understand. cross over, they are multi they're they're multi um, holographic. That's the word. So they can be many places mm-hmm. all at the same time. So you can lean into his energy, lean into his work, and be a bit of a purist with it. Don't necessarily jump from his work to that one to that one to that one. Like pick a system sure. and work through the system. But you are L.A. for you, not for so much for a lot of people, but for you, L.A. is a real, you know, it's listen, it's the land of ambition and hustle. You know, that's what it is. Sure. And that's that yang energy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um it feels like you might need a a respite place. Um, yes. You know, it feels like they're saying something like Malibu or even La Jolla, like, you know, two-hour, you know, something on the, maybe even San Diego, someplace where you can pull out of that energy because you're mm-hmm. sensitive and it could eat you alive kind of thing if you're in too much of it. 
But for yes. what you're doing, it's Correct. really important that you're there. It is. Does that make sense? Uh, and in uh, 110%, 150%, I don't even know what the word is, more than 100%. <laughs> Good. But um, this opportunity, um, it was just came this morning, and I've been, I listened to Wayne Dyer on um, manifesting. And okay. it was just came this morning, and it would take my company that's over in England to a really another big level. Yeah. This yeah. company in Los Angeles, that is. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no okay. question. It's a it's a great my, – my publishers are in England, and that whole California-England connection has been really a, a strong mm-hmm. one for me, so I can completely relate to, to okay. that. What, what I want to say to you, though, is um, – and this is something I personally just was actually just talking to a friend right before I got on the air. Um, when you're, and, and this is for my advanced folks, my advanced entrepreneurs, my advanced white workers, and then uh-huh. everybody else. Is, but this is really important because a lot of times we're so focused on beginner stuff that we don't get to this kind of thing. You're at an interesting crossroads where you might feel some subtle fears coming up that you're not used to because of the level. Because that up leveling sounds very glamorous, right? LA, England, you know, uh, you know, expansion, you know, bigger than you've ever imagined. And if there's any slowing, I want you. And Wayne is saying this very strongly. He's like, "This is why this was coming up for you before the show." He does this to me. My guy, you know, all the time. Um, I always meet somebody who's gonna, you know, go be going through the same uh-huh. thing. As you are prepping for that big expansion. It's really important to be in that self-love space of nurturing yourself because remember, it's like taking your inner child from kindergarten to first grade or from eight, you know, mm-hmm. middle school to high school. It's that first day of school in a big new place. And yes. being a senior in the, you know, when you're the senior and you're the valedictorian and you're the homecoming yep. queen, it's awesome. But then all of a sudden you're nobody in freshman in college. You <laughs> know, you're like, oh. Yes. You know, and here you are, yes. you know, at Harvard, and there's a thousand people in your class, and all, you know. And so that's awesome. If you're I understand feeling exactly what you're any, saying. Any slowing or any doubting, he wants you to be nurturing of the child within you that's saying, I'm kind of scared of going to that, to that bigger school. Include in your self-care a... Yes a process that matches the level. So, for instance, if it was a smaller kind of a opportunity, it might be um, you go for a frappuccino and a day at Barnes & Noble to sort of vet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay? I yeah. just read magazines. Like, that's how, like, I zone out. Yeah, But that's, that's cool. what I used to uh-huh. do. That's what I used to do. Me too. Then, okay. as I up-leveled, it was, move yourself to La Jolla and walk a world-class beach every day. You know, like, it just moved. Sure. It moved mm-hmm. up. I haven't been to Barnes & Noble. I think I've been to Barnes & Noble since I've been in California in the last 16 months. I've been to Barnes & Noble twice. But I wrote the entire right. book. I was in there every single day when I was back in New Jersey because that was my care of the time, and it was matching where I was there. Mm-hmm. But when you're looking at being, tra- you know, projected out into society, now instead of you having 
200 people show up for something, you got 30,000 people showing up for something, your energy needs a different level of nurturing. It's so interesting. Okay? I understand exactly what you're saying. So I want you to give yourself permission that where last year's self-care might have been props at Barnes & Noble, this year's self-care might be go on a creativity yeah. walk in Paris. You know, you don't know. I'm, and yeah, I'm not saying it has to be money or anything. I'm just trying to give you very no. concrete examples. No, no, no. It could be something very simple things like in life going are free. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you might be just going and meditating. But just, mm-hmm. I just want you to honor that and not think that some of the things that you might be craving are extravagant. They are matching the up-leveling. Okay. Okay? So... I, I know wonderful. this might sound a little complex. Um, no, I got but it. it. I'm just getting it very strongly for you. And I hope that's That's, that's beautiful. It's beautiful. And, and thank you for bringing in uh, Wayne Dyer's um, energy. It, it's a beautiful thing. I, I thank you yeah. so very much. Yeah, I, well, I honor him and I honor you. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. I really appreciate it. Call back in and let us know how things go. Okay. So we have... Uh, about three minutes, and we are going to take, let's see, Jody in Portland. Hi, Jody. Oh, hi. I was wondering, like, how to have self-love when you're not very nice. Like, if I'm not very nice or impatient, envious, just <laughs> resentful. <laughs> and <laughs> and I, Wayne Dyer used like... to irritate me, and I feel bad because, like, everyone loves him, and I want to be respectful to, like, that loss that they're feeling. <laughs> I love you. Oh my God, that is so awesome. That is awesome. You know what's so awesome about you is you're so honest. You're so honest and you're living life. You know, you're living it. You're like in the trenches and you're living it. And trust me when I tell you, don't let any spiritual leader ever tell you that they're 100% benevolent 100% of the time. I think that a lot of times, you know, I always say, I have a motto, don't judge a person's life by their Facebook page, you know, because Mm. on all those cat videos and, you know, pictures of guacamole, there's, you know, (laughs) there's like, you know, all kinds of, like, murders going on, you know? Like, I mean, it's not all sunshine, lollipops, and roses. So good for you because that's very, you know, kind of clear in your field. Now, when you feel that strongly that you can call up on a public radio show and say that, you know, like, do we need to deify Wayne Dyer? He got on my nerve. I think that's awesome. I think I could feel him laughing, too, like that. It's like double oh, over because that's good. there's, there's a certain reality that there is life happens. Now, the question I have for you that I want you, you don't have to answer it now, but I want you to contemplate over the next week is mm-hmm. who does that all belong to? Hmm. That envy and, you know, aggravation with happy, happy, joy, joy, and all of that. Who does that really belong to? Is that really Jody? Or is that one of those other voices we were talking about who's kind of hijacked Joe? Now, I'm not saying that they're, you know, because there is that inner voice of kindness within you because that, you know, you, you didn't call in screaming and yelling. You asked in a very kind way. Like you had temperance. You know what I mean? Like you didn't, like, beat me yeah. over the head. But <laughs> there, yeah. But what's leading you, you know, what's your engine in your life, this is going to um, have an effect. And... Remember that um, what what is feeling to me is that you've had some loss and some pain, 
And a lot of times what happens is we get very guarded. So if you can kind of be guarded like a porcupine, you know, there's ways of guarding yourself, right? There's, you know, every, if you look at animals, the way a cat guards itself is it has claws and things, and it comes out when it needs to. Porcupine, maybe not so much. They're kind of always like, you know, like ready. And, and so as you have that kind of inner child and that inner self hurt, you know, without necessarily the skill to get through it in some sort of constructive way, you get more prickly, you know, mm. and it's just easier to be uh, a little bit more defensive. Now, Wayne Dyer, if there's anything Wayne really, really kind of fostered in his teachings was vulnerability. And I would not be surprised if that's one of the reasons why he gets on your nerves because he, you know, all that stuff he's talking about requires a certain level of letting the guard down and allowing yourself to be vulnerable to these concepts. And when you do that, then especially if you've been hurt or you've been put up against, you know, you're up against it and you've been disappointed or you've done some of these manifesting things and they they just fall apart and don't work, mm-hmm. there's a little inner child that's saying, I'm really sad. You know, I've been hurt. I've been kicked around. I've been betrayed. I've been abandoned. I've been, you know, disappointed. And that inner adult, you know, comes in and says, okay, look, we're not dealing with any of these quacks. You know, <laughs> you know, that person got it. I didn't. I hate her. You, you know, and I don't want to hear what Wayne has to say. It's legit. It's life. It's legit. It's legit. And don't let anybody tell you that we don't all have those feelings. Now, is it working for you is the question. No. Bang, ding, 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 ding. So, are you willing to consider a different way? Yes. Now, how efficient is your life? And this is something I talked about, I was talking about this to one of my coaching clients. What we're looking for, and this is for everybody on the, on the, on the show, what we are looking for is efficiency in all of this. Okay? We're not looking yeah. for... And, Now, as an author, let me just tell you, as an author, a publisher will say, like when I I got my agent, she says, well, how many words do you have for your book? I said, oh, 25,000. It's done. She goes, no, it's not. We need 55. Like, I'm not going to sell it unless you give me 55,000 words. I said, are you kidding me? I was over Hmm. to 25,000. No, we need 55,000 words. So that means you've got to create a process. And every spiritual leader, we're all up against it. We all have to create a process. We might be done with the conversation after 30,000 words, but we have to create 50. Now, not that there aren't 50,000 really good words and that we, when we think about it deeper and we meditate on it more, we don't get a, a more robust version. But sometimes mm. what happens is people get overwhelmed because they think, if I don't do this whole process and this and that and that manifests because this process, walk the beach at 3 o'clock in the morning like Wayne and writes by hand and all this other stuff, I'm not going to be enlightened. And that's not true. Okay, so what I'm asking you is to ask yourself some questions. I'm not going to give you answers right now. I want you to explore this. You can call back in, you know, on another day or, you know, however, you know, whatever. But I want Mm -hmm. you to, if you ask yourself the question, is this working for me, this resistance? Because the resistance, a lot of times, if you're used to it, feels easier than actually taking the unbeaten path of non-resistance, of least resistance. Mm -hmm. But you're being inefficient with your energy because it takes a lot of energy to be pissed off, angry, envious, and all those other things you were saying. Yeah. 
right? So then that's why you're tired and it feeds. It's a self-feeding kind of cannibalization of you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? So, So those three basic things that I said, if you do those, you're going to be like 50% ahead of where you were. And that's fine. Being willing to hear that inner voice of kindness. Now, that inner voice of kindness sometimes will mask itself, will come in as negative. Hmm. And that's what I want you to hear. It's like if, if, if you had a child who's laid out on the floor, you know, with a sprained ankle, are you going to tell that kid, okay, honey, get up and run with the track team? No. You're not going to have an expectation for her to exert herself in that way. If her ankle is sprained, you're going to nurture that sprain. You're going to wrap it. You're going to watch the inflammation. You're going to take it to the doctor, get x-rays, MRIs, whatever. You're going to give her Tylenol or, you know, soak it or whatever and a lot of TLC. Maybe even make a pot of chicken soup and give her some coloring books. But you're not going to send her in a marathon or make a run. That mm-hmm. inner voice of, you know, I hate Wayne Dyer, if you're hurting as much as that senses in your field, Mm-hmm. Wayne is asking you to step up and be vulnerable and go out there and run the marathon. So that inner voice of kindness could have been saying, "Hey, listen, you know what? You're not there yet. You're you're hurting. Those colors yeah. are too big for you right now. Hmm. And 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 you, we just need to self protect. It's like you know the water, the swelling around the wound." You know, that swelling mm-hmm. really doesn't help other parts of your body, but it is helping that wound be cushioned so that mm-hmm. those white blood cells can, you know, help to heal, yeah. right? So so what I want you to think about is stop the madness of your self-cannibalization. Okay, mm-hmm. so if, if I'm talking to the version of you that's kind of the inner critic judge and the one who won't let you get forward, I'm, t- I'm beating yeah. that one down saying knock it off. But mm-hmm. I also am honoring that you're this way for a reason. Mm-hmm. And that also needs expression. And mm-hmm. when you're that protective, that is, you're closer to self-love than you think. Mm-hmm. Okay? Wayne may not be your guy. There's other plenty of other ones out there. But yeah. what's important is that you're calling into this show and saying, you know, there's a that inner voice of kindness saying, call and at least just express, because what you really yeah. need is permission to say, "All right, it's okay." You know. Yeah. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, I feel like I still don't know how to do it, but it does. I'm going to listen to this again. Yes, it does. Yeah. Make sense. So, so the the how to for you is you need to get a journal, and you need mm-hmm. to start giving each version of you expression. So I just gave this to one of my clients the other day as an exercise. I'll give it to you guys. A really great way to start to break through to hear this inner voice, to recognize this inner voice, is to literally start keeping a list of the cast of characters of voice that you hear in your head. Start to analyze your Hmm. thoughts a little bit. Now, you're not going to make yourself crazy with this forever. What we're trying to do is get you to see the different beings that are working in you. Yeah. Okay? Like, the real... Jody is probably somewhere in the trunk, and there's a whole lot of beings driving Jody's car. Hmm. So Jody was the one who kind of got out of the trunk and called into the show. Said, "Um, <laughs> they're choking me over here," you know. And, and Barry said, "Okay, all you idiots at the front of the car, you know, you need to back off because Jody's now out of the trunk." 
So the way that you help yourself is going, taking a journal, and I want you to start to, or just keep a list in your purse or on your iPhone or whatever, and just say, I just heard this thought. That sounds interesting. Who is that? Is that really hmm. me? Who, or is that someone else? Who does that belong to? Me or someone else? Just mm-hmm. that identification process, you're going to start to look and search for the inner voice of kindness. And like I said, that inner voice mm-hmm. of kindness can, can come in as, setting boundaries and limits. Please go to the gym today. You're trying to work towards this. It could also say nurturing. Going to the gym today is kind of not a good thing. You know, so it's not right. necessarily the pansy voice, you know, the woo-woo voice. Right. It, it comes in as right. both, right? Yeah. But yeah. you have to be willing to listen to all of it. And just you giving permission to yourself to listen, which you did by making this call, you're going to see mm-hmm. everything start to, you know, start to to sync up. No, I'm going to have to jump yeah. because we're already – I think this is the longest I've ever gone over on a show, but I wanted to um, – that was probably Wayne driving the conversation, too, because it's <laughs> like, don't hate me, love me. You know, I love you anyway. No, <laughs> that's what he would say. I love you anyway. <laughs> but I, I honor your candor and, and that you're a beautiful light and, and good for you. Kudos to you. I love real people. Are you from New York no. originally? <laughs> no, but I love New Yorkers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's good. It's all good. So I'm going to jump off, but uh, thank you so much for calling in, Jody. Keep us posted on how things are going for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great night. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed tonight's AHA Moments radio show. We're going to continue this conversation. Um, again, keep an eye on your inbox for that free part um the three-part free, say that five times fast, video training that's coming up. And um, we'll see you back here uh, same time next week. Also, you know, if you guys could, if you like the show, we are on iTunes now. Sam's going to kill me if I don't mention this. We're on iTunes now. Um, Would you please leave a review of the show? That's going to really help us going forward. Um, and, And we'd really love to have you there as well. All right, so I will end with my motto, which is you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too, and in this new energy, anything is possible. See you next week, everybody. Take care. You've been listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com. That's A-H-A, moments with an S, inc.com. Also join Mari on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ahamomentsinc and Twitter at twitter.com slash ahamoments. We can't wait to see you there.